Good morning, good morning, good morning, and it is Wednesday, March 24th, 2021, and we are continuing our journey into forward-minded thinking, and this is our part two of three. I am Lisa. I am your hostess here at One Sister's Journey, Keeping It Real, and today we're going to read from Psalm 43, verses 1 through 3. From the NIV, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give away and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. And then Psalm 46, 1 through 3 from the Passion Translation. And it's titled, God on Our Side, a poetic song to the melody of hidden things. So this is Psalm 46, 1 through 3 from the Passion Translation. God, you're such a safe and powerful place to find refuge. You're a proven help in time of trouble. More than enough and always available whenever I need you. So we will never fear. Even if every structure of support were to crumble away, we will not fear. Even when the earth quakes and shakes, moving mountains and casting them into the sea. For the raging roar of stormy winds and crashing waves cannot erode our faith in you. And we pause in his presence. So today we are going to talk about something that definitely um, holds some people back in their forward-minded thinking. Fear. When has fear stopped you before? Or are you completely fearless? I do think fear sometimes there's like no happy medium you know there's those that are afraid and fear holds them back and then there's those that say I'm going for it not afraid at all and um, I'm more on the I have let fear cripple me before and I have shared that before here on the podcast and I don't share that for um Somebody once said I was narcissistic. Um, I don't think it's narcissism when you're just trying to encourage others that, all right, you've been here and you've learned that that's not the way to be, right? And you can't live in fear, you know? And a lot of times fear is irrational. Um, I mean, it is a true, genuine, real feeling. I'm not saying that the feeling and the emotion of fear are not real. And they are not debilitating at times because I have experienced them, the debilitation of fear. I have. Yet, once you accept that, you know, like my fear of going to the mailbox, how ridiculous is that? Like the mail's not going to hurt me. You know what I mean? Deal with it. Um, But sometimes fear gets to that point where we are unable to think with a forward thinking mindset because we are so frozen in the moment out of fear of what may happen or might not happen. And I want to challenge you. I want to challenge all of us, myself included. Instead of looking at what if blank, you know, the negative, what if nobody buys the book? What if people, you know, critique and say the book's garbage? That's not my call. My call from God is to write the book. 
And that's my example. So what is God asking you to do? I want us to flip around the negative thoughts and make them positive. Because when we can flip our thoughts and flip our mindset, that's how we have a forward-thinking mindset. Because then we're thinking, what if my book is on the bestsellers list? What if my book helps someone else overcome grief in a way that only God could work through them because of one little thing he inspired me to write? What if this is the book I write that frees us from debt? What if this is the book that opens up my speaking career again? That's a forward-thinking mindset. We have to let go of the fear. We have to let go of the doubt. We have to let go of the negativity and focus on the positive and the what-ifs of potential. Your life is full of potential. You are full of potential. I want to encourage you, look in the mirror every morning and say, you have potential. Because you do. And you are here for a reason. And only you and God know what that purpose is. And I just challenge you and encourage you. If you don't like the word challenge, then I encourage you. If you need to be challenged, then I challenge you. Spend some time reflecting, journaling, praying. What is it that God has called you to do? And if it scares you, then guess what? That's exactly where you need to go. And I want to tell you, face that fear. And you face that fear boldly and you say, bring it. God's called me. I'm going to do it. And you are going to be stronger and better because of it. We need to stop letting the fear of unknown, the fear of failure, the fear fear of disappointment, the fear of neglect, the fear of ridicule. We need to let those feelings stop because they are feelings. And God is bigger and better than the way we feel. He sees our potential. He sees the amazing, beautiful, handsome, wonderful creation he made. Psalm 139 says, we were created in our mother's womb and God saw that. God created you. God knit you together. And if you've ever seen someone knit as they take a single or double strands of yarn and mold that together and knit it together with such precision and beauty and it turns into the most beautiful blanket or sweater or slippers my favorite thing in the entire world are homemade um, knitted or crocheted slippers are my favorite Um, and and it all started with yarn but if you rewind it started with cotton. It started with something that looks like a cotton ball that you washed your face with, right? And then somebody took the time to take that cotton and to 
to stretch it on the spinning wheel and turn it into thread, into yarn. And then they spun it to turn it into the um, scan of yarn that you bought at the store. And then you knit it together. It was a process. It didn't happen overnight. And the colors might be vibrant. You are vibrant. Yet when we are knit together and all of those pieces come together, you are more than vibrant. You are God's son or God's daughter. You are God's child. And he loves you and he doesn't make mistakes and he has great things for you. Right now, I'm going to ask you a question and what I'm going to tell you is I don't want you to think. I want you to say out loud in an audible voice. I don't care where you are. Say it in an audible voice. If I was on the treadmill at the gym, I would answer this question out loud because guess what? Nobody's paying attention to you at the gym anyway. They're all in their own little zones with their own headphones in. Are you ready? Now remember, no thinking. Answer quick. I want your, what does God place on your heart? All right. So Lord, I just pray that as I ask this question of all of those listening, that they will answer with the answer that you're placing on their heart because you know the question coming, Lord. Give them the answer they need to hear from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Are you ready? Remember, first thought, say it out loud. What is God calling you to do? Who is God calling you to be? What is God calling you to do? And who is God calling you to be? What were the first things that popped in your head? Who is God calling you to be? What is God calling you to do? Do it. Trust him. He placed that on your heart. I want you to trust God like you've never trusted him before and just do it. Let go of the fear. Let go of the doubt. Let go of anything holding you back and do it. I want to encourage you today. It's a Wednesday. It's the middle of the week. And so often we say, oh, we'll do it on Sunday and start our week. No, I'm saying let's do it now. Right now, write down. What is God calling you to do? And who is God calling you to be? Write it down. Find a piece of paper. If you're at the gym, you're not going to be able to write it down right now. But I want you to write it down later. Don't forget this. And I want you to write, God is calling me to be, fill in the blank. God is calling me to, and fill in the blank. And then at some point today, whether it's before you go to bed or after dinner, or well, dinner's cooking, whichever, I want you to sit down and say, all right, what do I need to do in the next 30 days, in the next six months, and in the next year to make what God's calling me to do and be a reality? We'll only go out a year. The next three, the next month, the next three months, the next six months, the next year. Break it right down. If a year is too hard, then do it. What's God calling you to do in the next month, in the next three months, in the next six months, in the next year? You have...
um, such a fabulous purpose. Your purpose might be to do a podcast that encourages people. And you may think your podcast is just a little snippet in your little bubble. But you know what? It's not. If you are doing it, you are reaching people that need to be reached. When people are listening to your podcast, they're listening because God put them there to listen. And they need to hear what you have said. Were you called to write a book? Maybe you're, when you're at the gym and you're exercising and someone talks to you and you just talk back and you have a great conversation at the gym, you might be the one person they look forward to every day of having a conversation with because they don't talk to anybody else during the week. How do you know? So don't look at it as, ugh, they're going to talk to me when you want to just go into your zone, right? And I'm, I'm guilty sometimes because there are days I just turn on my Toby Mac or Mandisa and I crank it because I don't want to hear anything from the outside world. I just need to beat it out sweat it out with God and there's days and you know what and on those days when I need to sweat it out with God no one interrupts me because God knows that's what I need right he knows I just need the music loud I just need to be worshiping through exercise and I need some time with him some hardcore cardio sweating it out And then there's other days I'll listen to a podcast or I'll listen to a book and I'll visit with the people that are on the treadmill, you know, six to 12 feet away from me because everything's socially distanced. And how do we not know that that's what that one person needed for the day? And what did it take from me? Nothing. I'm still getting my workout in. So who is God calling you to be? And what is he calling you to do? And how are you going to fulfill what God is calling you to do and be? And when God calls you to it, he will provide the way. We just need to open our eyes and our hearts and our minds to listen, to feel, and to obey. There's the tricky word, right? Obey. But that's part of that forward-minded thinking. When you are a forward-minded thinker, you are willing to listen and do what needs to be done to get her done. And you can spell get her done however you want. You can spell it the redneck way or you can spell it the English way. I don't care. Just get it done. And God is faithful and he will give you what you need. He will provide what you need. He will bless you in a way that only makes sense to you and him and some people might say you're gonna do what you're striving to do what and you're gonna say yes I am and you know what maybe you need to say hell yeah and that's I don't know that's not bad right and when people ask you to do things that you know are gonna stop you from doing what God's called you to do maybe you need to start thinking all right, if I'm going to do what God's called me to do, is this lining up? And it goes back to our whole personal mission and vision statement, right? What is God calling us to do? Does it line up? If it doesn't, it's no. Or maybe it's a hell no. 
we need to start learning to say hell yeah and hell no. And I probably just offended some Christians listening because of the terminology. But you know what? Sometimes no doesn't work. And people don't get it. And I will tell you, somebody asked me something the other day. And I said, hell no. Not doing it. And they just looked at me. And they said, all right, no problem. And they walked away. And I sat there and kind of chuckled to myself like, that was rude. (laughs) But that was like my instant gut reaction. I did not want to do it. I knew it was going to make me miserable. It was going to take me away from what I know God's called me to do. And that gut reaction was, hell no, not doing it. Boom. And it just flew right out of my mouth. And before I could even apologize, they just smiled and said, okay, no problem. And just went on their way. And here I was already like the instant, you know how you can feel like the sweat building, you can feel your face turning red because the pressure of, you know, you're going to have to say no. Now, this is all happening in minute seconds, right? Because my response came sharp and fast and it wasn't snotty. It was just in the tone I gave you. Hell no, not doing that. And they said, okay, no problem. Walked away. So why not? What's wrong with that? And I was just listening to a podcast from my friend Patrick. We live on a planet. And he was talking about painting the town red. And he was talking about all these different sayings and what they mean. And great podcast. I encourage you to go listen. But um, the whole point of me sharing this is as I was listening to him talking about painting the town red and where it came from. And it was about, I can't remember the guy's name, but how he went out and had a great time and they literally painted the town red so they had a wild night why can't we paint the town red with what God's called us to do why can't we have a wild fantastic fun time doing what God's called us to do and just saying hell yeah let's do it rocking and rolling hit the ground running let's go this is what God's called me to do this is what God's who God's called me to be and this is how I'm going to get there and if things don't line up with that plan it's a hell no and that's what I'm going to encourage you your answer is hell no if it doesn't line up with what God's called you to do and I don't think it's you know you're not going to hell for saying hell no all right you accept God and you've accepted him as your Lord and Savior. You admit you're a sinner. You've confessed your sins and you try to live a life and you have a personal prayerful relationship with him. You're going to heaven. But sometimes, you know, in this world, it's tough to say no to people. And it's even harder to say no to people that you love and friendships that you value, right? Who are the hardest people you have to say no to? usually your closest friends and family yet they're the ones that should understand the most right but sometimes when you're doing what God's called you to do people don't understand the world doesn't see it yet yet but they will they will see it for what it is because God will be glorified and it will shine and they will see it And you will be that light in their life that they needed. And they will say, I'm sorry, I didn't get it. I apologize. I'm sorry I 
was trying to be a roadblock to you. And like on Monday, you can say, that's all right. I just made you a bumpy road and jumped on my ATV with all my safety gear and rode through the bumps. I'm stronger and more successful because you put a bump in my way. And you give them a hug and you hug it out. (laughs) And, you know, don't hold the grudge and move forward. I want to encourage you when you have that forward-minded thinking, that forward-thinking mindset, you're going to go far. But first you need to identify what is God calling you to do and who is he calling you to be? And then just jot down a quick one month, three month, six month, one year plan. I'm not talking details, like sketch it out in five minutes, set a timer and say, all right, in five minutes, write down, God is calling me to be blank. God says, this is who I am, right? And then write one month, three months, six months, one year, divide that out, you know, in space on the page. Set your timer for five minutes and go. And fill in what do you need to do in the next month? What do you need to do in the next three months, the next six months, in the next year? To be who God's called you to be and do what God's called you to do. Five-minute exercise. And then tuck it away. And look at it again this weekend. But do it today. Find five minutes in your day. So ten minutes total because you're going to write out, you know, what you're filling in ahead of time. And then five minutes to just fill it in. Fill in the blanks, basically. And then this weekend, when you have extra time, reflect on that. And every week, pull that out. Put it somewhere where you can get your little fingertips on it. It doesn't have to be hung up for the world to see. This is between you and God. So put it somewhere where every day you could read it if you want. And put it over the visor in your car. So every morning when you get in the car before you leave, you read it over. God has called me to be blank. God has called me to blank. And one month and put the date. So say by, I don't know, it's March 20 something, March 24th. So by April, by April 24th, I will. And then three months, April to May to June, July. By July 24th, I will. By October 24th, I will. And by March 24th, 2022, I will. And I will be. And pull that out. And you read that. And you that's what you put into your mind. God has called me to be an author. God has called me to be a speaker. God has called me to be a podcaster. God has called me to be a mom. God has called me to be. God has asked, called me to do blank. And when you are reading that every day, you're going to believe it. And you're going to own it. And it's going to get easier to say hell no and when you say it with conviction people don't ask you again because they know nope she's not going to do it she's standing strong and you don't have to say I have a pact with God sorry God's called me to do this so sorry I can't do it you don't have to explain the answer is no no explanation is needed it's no so that's my encouragement for you on this Wednesday I want you to have a very forward-minded thinking. I want you to 
realize that you have potential and God has gifted you with talents that others don't have to do what others can't do. So what is it that God's calling you to do? Who is God calling you to be? And make that plan. So how's that for a midweek message, folks? (laughs) I am Lisa. I am your hostess. I hope you have a fabulous Wednesday. I will catch you on Friday. And I hope that you follow through and you take time and you put that piece of paper somewhere where you can find it. And I am making myself a note right now to do this also. And I'm going to put it over the visor of my car so I can read it every day before I go into work. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you for listening to One Sister's Journey, keeping it real. I'll catch you on Friday.